Hello, 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 everybody. And it's Ashley here of Stacks in the City. I hope everyone's doing great in quarantine, you all. It's another week, another day, but who's counting? What are we, day four? I'm not going to lie, you all. I spent most of my Tuesday literally in bed. I'm not lying to you all. You all, I'm not going to lie. The quarantine has definitely been difficult for me as a natural extrovert. I'm used to doing a lot. I'm learning that I'm the type of person who needs to do a lot of things at one time in order to feel like she's being productive, which I don't know if it's a good thing or not, but definitely something that I've noticed. I need to continue to stay positive. I need to get back on the yoga mat. I need to be meditating. I think that those things will help me stay aligned because you all, even though it is a simple task to stay at home, I know that for a lot of us, it is, it can be very stressful. You know, we live in Washington, D.C. The quarters can be very confined. We're still trying to juggle work, home, children, homeschooling, you know, the uncertainty of the coronavirus. It's, there is a lot going on, you all. So I just want you all to know that I'm here. You all, I am just where you all are, too. I'm very nervous, but I'm super excited about what we're going to get out of this. I am actually, like, genuinely excited about what's to come because of... Um, the coronavirus. I do think that it's helped us as a society become closer together. We're all fighting a similar cause. We all have something in common. And I think that we've lacked commonality for a very, very, very long time. So it's kind of cool to be out in the mall or go to Whole Foods and everyone's not looking at you. They're not touching you. And they're like, oh my God, is she contaminated? But it's because we're all thinking the same thing. We all have the same ideas. So I'm going to keep positive, and I know that you guys are too. You all, just so you know, I am still on the job hunt. I am still very unemployed, very much so. I don't think I've ever been this long without working, or at least not in a foreign country doing that. I'm not going to lie to y'all. But again, you all, this is a great opportunity to evaluate and really assess where we're at right now. So again, I'm, I'm really I'm excited about that. Anyway, so enough of all that. Again, this episode and this series is definitely a bit more impromptu. I do normally have these um, planned out, but because of COVID-19, I really want to make sure that I am giving you all as up-to-date information as possible, particularly for those who have been directly financially impacted by the coronavirus. Therefore, my hospitality folk, my industry people, y'all know who you are. We're all in the same boat. We ain't got no money. We waiting for unemployment. So I had the pleasure of interviewing council member Alyssa Silverman of Washington, D.C. She is the council member at large. I was such it was such an honor for her to take the time out of her busy schedule. I know there's a lot going on with D.C. government in order to speak with us, you guys, about what we can do during this pandemic, particularly those who are financially vulnerable, like myself included. I am going to do an episode um, probably next Thursday, next week on what I've been doing for budgeting, how I plan on budgeting you all. This is a month to month situation. I am not planning my money situation any further than what I have now. I'll also be letting you guys know what I'm investing in in the future, some stocks to look into. Uh, yeah, so I'll have I'll have all that stuff coming up very soon. Definitely stay tuned for that. I think it'll be a really fun episode and I have some really fun guests talking about that. So if any of you all are blessed enough to have a little bit of spare change around, now's a wonderful time to start investing. Get those accounts, get the e-trades, get your Robin Hoods, get your get all that stuff out and get prepped, you all. 
Anyway, so a little bit about Lisa Silverman. She has worked throughout her career to make DC accountable, responsive, accessible. Two decades as a budgeter. Okay, y'all. Y'all, she's the real deal. She's out here trying to help us out. She's going to be chit-chatting with us. She's worked for Washington City Paper. She's a DC advocate. She's worked for DC's fiscal policy. She knows what's up. What I like about her is that she was keeping it real. We don't know. But she is very much so accessible. And I've said this before. I really do believe that sometimes that the liaison between government and its constituents can seem very, very, very stark. But she's definitely closing that gap. So you all go online if you want to read her um, biography, her information. She is definitely someone that I was very appreciative of speaking with. Without further ado, you all, here is Council Member Alyssa Silverman. Hello, hello. I have the wonderful council member Alyssa Silverman here with us today. Welcome and thank you so much for being on the show. I really, really appreciate it. Sure, Ashley. Happy to do it. Oh yeah, I'm so glad. So as you know, we've been talking a lot about, well, on my show we talked a lot about people who have been displaced because of COVID-19. Not only has it affected our public health, but it's affected so many people who are currently not working, uh, particularly those in the hospitality industries. Uh, I got you on the show because I wanted to uh, have DC people here as a reference of what we can do and what has happened. So first, I want to know if you have any opinions regarding um, how this has affected those particularly in the hospitality industries. Sure. Uh, Well, first, let me thank you, Ashley. And let me say to all your listeners and fans uh, who are in the hospitality industry, that we know how hard this is. It is really hard. I know many of you have either lost your job permanently, temporarily, Um, your hours have been severely reduced. Maybe the restaurant you're working for is doing uh, takeout, grab and go takeout, but that the impact of the public health emergency has been severe. Um, and I just want to say that we are um, want to help you in every way possible. Um, you know, the steps that we are taking as a government and as a region uh, are necessary to uh, save lives and to not overwhelm our healthcare system right now. Uh, but the impact we know is really harsh on the hospitality industry, and we know how important you guys are to our city. Um, not only in terms of the fabric of our city and the great food that you serve, uh-huh. uh, but you're really important to the revenue of our city, too. I just want to let you know, uh, I just uh, had a session with uh, all of my colleagues and, and our chief financial officer. Our sales tax revenue is down 60%, and a, and a lot of that is because restaurants have been mandated to close and the impact on hotels as well. Um, And uh, let me just share, I think, um, you know, I think it's hard to listen to a government official who still has their job and uh, is trying to be compassionate. But, you know, the impact's been on my family, too. Um, I had to walk my uncle, who's a car salesman, um, through unemployment insurance um, and Mm. encourage him to apply, which he did. He just sent me an email that he uh, applied where he lives in Massachusetts And, you know, I have an aunt who's 80 who uh, is quarantined right now. I just got an email from her because somebody in her office tested positive. And I'm blessed to have older parents, but I can't see them because they're pretty much self-quarantining themselves. So the impact is on all of us. Um, 
And, uh, you know, I, I just want uh, the hospitality community to know we really value you. Uh, we care about you and your family, and we want you to get through this. We will get through this. Um, and we are going to, as a local government, we are trying to do all we can to help you. That sounds great. That sounds great. So particularly for, at least for me personally and for a lot of my peers, a big issue that we have is how are we going to get our bills paid? So April 1st is coming. It's what, three, four days yep. away. And the bill collectors, are, they want it. Chase, Chase yep. wants the mortgage. The landlords want the rent. What can we do to have a conversation with them to defer payments? Is that being allowed? Is there anything that DC government is doing to advocate for those who are living in rental properties? Okay. Well, the first thing I would say is if you're an employee uh, of a district-based business, whether it be a restaurant or a hotel, mm -hmm. um, or you're a graphic designer and all of a sudden all the marketing has evaporated, Mm -hmm. Apply for unemployment insurance, UI, okay. unemployment insurance. And uh, I know for a lot of folks, this might be, especially in the hospitality industry, where in this city, it's been so easy to get jobs, um, you know, until now. So it might be the first time you've ever applied for government assistance. And I just want to say to everyone that this is exactly what unemployment insurance is designed for. When you lose a job, through no fault of your own, and you need some financial help, as you were talking about, Ashley. Um, so the way you apply is you go to dcnetworks.org. Um, and I will say, um, we've been told by the agency that does this, the Department of Employment Services, sorry about the dings, um, <laughs> the little buzzes. Uh, you, you should apply using a laptop or desktop computer. Uh, it is not... Uh, the application is not mobile compatible, so you can't file the application with your cell phone. Now, some of you guys might not have, I think if probably you're watching Facebook Live, you have um, access, maybe you're watching it on your phone and you don't have a laptop or desktop, so you can call. And that number is 202-724-7000. And let me go back, so if you have a computer, you go to DC Networks with an S, so D-C-N-E-T-W-O-R-K-S dot O-R-G, and that will get you to the unemployment application. Now, there are a few things that we did. Um, I can't even keep track of the days. I think it was last week now in our emergency legislation to help you. The first thing we did is we... Um, remove the job search requirement. So you're gonna go on the application and it's gonna ask you, are you searching for work? And as we know, if you're in the hospitality industry, there are no jobs. So we have waived that. You don't have to be searching for work. You should answer no. And um, the, it, there's gonna be an issue, which is that we haven't upgraded our system to match the waiver yet, but answer honestly, and I have been assured time and again, by our administration, by the Bowser administration, your application will be processed. Another thing we've done is waive the one week waiting period. So you don't need to, if you just got your layoff notice, apply right now. You don't need to wait a week um, and you will be paid for that week. 
Um, I'm trying to think of some other things, Ashley. So that's the first thing you can do. Now, um, there are some people who, who are watching who maybe they get shifts through a, um, like a temp service like Paired. Um, currently, uh, UI is only available to people who are considered employees. But, and there's a big but here, a lot of you have been reading about the legislation in Congress. And if it passes, uh, I think it passed the House of Representatives today, passed the Senate uh, two days ago, I guess. Uh, now they need to reconcile the bills. But what I understand and what the press has reported is that there's going to be a lot of money for UI and that it was going to increase the benefit by $600. So currently the district pay, will pay you up to $444 a week. So unemployment is basically a wage replacement program, and it's designed to uh, replace about 50% of your wages up to $45,000 a year. So if you earn more than $45,000 a year, you're going to hit the maximum weekly benefit, which is currently $444 a week. If you're below, it's going to be based on a calculation of your wages over the year. It's going to replace about half. Now, as I said, but... There's legislation in Congress that's gonna pump a lot more federal dollars into unemployment. One of the things they're gonna do is increase the benefit level. So we're waiting for that. It's not gonna happen automatically. We gotta wait for it to pass, completely pass, and the president to sign the bill. And then the money's got, um, then we have to figure out how we get the money out to you. Second thing it does, which is gonna help those independent contractors, let's say you're getting work through paired, is it's gonna expand eligibility to independent contractors, gig workers, so say you drive Lyft, you'll be able to apply for UI uh, when this federal bill passes. Right now, you can't. Um, so that's a big thing. So that would be my first uh, recommendation to get some money coming in is to apply for unemployment. Now, the second thing I would, are, uh, so I'll talk about what you can do, access, how you can access district benefits, and then uh, we can talk about other things you can do. Um, so a lot of people are probably just wondering, how do I put food on the table? Another program that you can access is called SNAP, a supplemental, supplemental nutrition program. A lot of you know it as food stamps. Um, so uh, if your income has evaporated, you'd be eligible for food stamps and you can apply for that uh, with our Department of Human Services. Another concern you might have is about health care. My health care is attached to my employer. What's going to happen there? So first of all, you should have a discussion with your employer. Are you going to keep me on health care? You know, are you going to pay for health care or not? So have that discussion with your employer. If you don't, there's likely two options. It, uh, the first option is you can um, pay for healthcare. It's called COBRA. It's a benefit that you have when you're separated from work. It's gonna be expensive, however. Another option would be to go on our healthcare exchange, which is DC HealthLink, and apply for healthcare. And you, uh, if you don't have any income coming in, you'd likely be eligible for our public healthcare program, which would be Medicaid. Now, let me stop there. There might be some folks who are watching who might not be U.S. citizens. And that um, 
a lot of the programs I'm talking about, unemployment insurance and Medicaid, I actually not sure about food stamps, I'll be honest with you. Um, you have to have a legal work authorization. Um, and so I'll say, I know there are a lot of folks who are undocumented uh, in our city who work in the restaurant industry and the hospitality industry. And I'll say, we are, my committee is thinking about how we can help you guys too. Um, on medical insurance, there is an alternative for you already. And that's called the DC Health Alliance, DC Healthcare Alliance. That's a DC program that will provide healthcare and it doesn't matter what your immigration status is. So that's a lot. So that's what our government is currently able to do for you. Now, um, you were talking Ashley about uh, other, uh, like say you pay a mortgage. Well, what I would do and what a lot of, uh, I pay a mortgage do, uh, a lot of the big banks are doing either deferral programs or assistance programs. So I would get in touch with your lender and find out what assistance is available uh, and do it now. Don't wait, do it now um, because you wanna get ahead of the game. Uh, and, you, and you know, this is a downturn, let me just say that's unprecedented really. Um, uh, a lot of you, we all know that personal impacts uh, the amount of claims, I'll tell you that we have had um, more claims filed in the past 10 days, basically, than almost get filed all year, usually. Oh, wow. And across the United States, so we've had more than 25,000 DC workers apply for UI since March 13th. Across the country, 3.2 million workers have applied for UI across the United States. So this is, a, the, the scale is tremendous. Um, so there, there are, you know, there are programs to help you. Um, so when we're talking about rent, uh, also, but a lot of you are renters. Um, so you should get in touch with your landlord uh, in terms of letting <clears throat> them know you've lost your job. Uh, and can, you know, what can you work out with them? You shouldn't, I want to emphasize to all your listeners, Ashley, you shouldn't be embarrassed. This is something that is happening to so many people across the country. Now on the rent issue, I think the council is going to start thinking about what we can do to help renters. Uh, and I certainly hope we can do uh, things that will be helpful. We haven't done anything in the first um, but I think they would be willing to, hopefully willing to work with you. So first of all, this was a slew of information. It was super helpful. The biggest issue that I'm getting, myself included, are the wait times. So for unemployment, yeah. people have been waiting for up to five hours, six hours. And I've actually reached out to my mortgage company because I have a mortgage as well. And either I'm not getting any um, responses from people, I've been emailing and I'm not getting anything back. So for those people that need that relief now, what are you all doing in response to that? I know that this is unprecedented in terms of the volume that you're receiving, but there has been a lot yeah. of frustration in terms of getting that relief and if it's even going to come and if we're doing everything right. The call volume has been tremendous because the need is so great. Uh, let me tell you about a few things we've done, uh, the administration has done to increase, um, to, to reduce the call volume. So we have added on supplemental call takers. Uh, I'm not sure you're gonna feel it right now, 
but we will have additional call takers. The first thing I would say is apply online if you can. That's the quickest way that you're going to be able to apply. Um, if you have to call, if that's the only option, then uh, we have added like additional call takers. Uh, we've added uh, additional capacity and we're going to go to add even more next week. Um, there is also, I learned uh, today that the agency is going to have a place where you can email them. Uh, it hasn't been set up yet. It will be set up Monday so that you can email your questions and get a response. Um, but I don't have, I wish I had a more satisfactory answer for you, Ashley. As I said, I mean, we're handling the number of claims in 10 days uh, or two weeks that we normally handle all year. Uh, so I, I, I know it's frustrating and I know your bills need to get paid and I wish I had a better answer and, um, but I can't sugarcoat it. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I just, I, I ask that. for your patience um, and please, you know, just please be patient. I've been pressing the administration. Can we expand call hours? Uh, you know, can we expand capacity, which they've done? Um, but I just ask, ask everyone. I know it's a frustrating, irritating, stressful time. It's hard to be patient when you're stressed. Um, but we are trying as hard as possible to get those claims processed. Now, when are you going to get your money? You're not going to get it right away. Um, but we are working to speed up the processing uh, as quickly as possible. And the estimate that I get from the administration right now is it's going to take about two weeks to get your first check. Okay, so I'll make sure people know that roughly two weeks or so yep. to getting. Okay, that's something I'll let people know. And if you guys are listening or watching, guys, sorry, y'all, we wasn't ready, but it's okay. That um, that's exactly what we'll be expecting. So, one last question. I know that this is probably obviously, like you said, unprecedented. There's a whole lot of uncertainty. I know Mayor Bowser has. Um, said that schools are going to be closed at least until April 27th. It seems like it's probably going to be extended. We don't know. Would you argue that the same will be true for those who are in the hospitality industry as well, or those who have been misplaced and without paychecks? Right. I know this is such a um, challenging um, time because unlike a snowstorm or something else, there's just no certainty. Um, right. So let me talk sort of big picture about why we did what we did for a minute. Um, why, so why we took the action we did to mandate the closure of in-person dining um, was that the public health risk was just too great. Uh, and I think we, and we listened to the uh, medical experts and our public health experts who said that what we need to do is slow transmission of the virus as much as possible. And the way that you, you do that is to really limit people's in-person contact as much as possible. Um, so that is why we did the, uh, we have closed all non-essential businesses um, and we are asking residents if they can to stay home and practice social distancing um, because we wanna do two things. We want to slow the transmission of the virus from person to person as much as possible and prevent what's called community spread. You've probably heard this on television and on the radio. So community spread is when it's transmitted person to person uh, and you just can't and it just keeps spreading throughout the, throughout the um, city. And the reason why we want to control community spread 
is because what we've seen, and you see it now, unfortunately, in New York City, is that um, because this is a severe respiratory uh, disease, uh, hospitals get overwhelmed. So what we don't want to have happen is for so many people to be COVID-19 positive and have to be hospitalized that we can't handle the volume of patients. So that's the strategy right now. And uh, our health experts have said that if we have these social distancing practices uh, for four to six weeks, hopefully we should see a slowdown in transmission that mm. would that would make um, that that would perhaps allow us to start to go back to normal. But we don't know yet, um, and it's because of the nature of the virus's trans transmission. You know, as many people have heard, you can be what's called asymptomatic uh, for up to almost two weeks. Which